hike on, because when you see a wish given, it changes you. This is Wright Brennan with the Lost in the Midlands podcast, sponsored by Seawright Roofing. And today I'm here with a veteran, a networker, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, Brian Taylor with Aqueous Environmental. Brian, thanks for hanging out, man. Thank you so much for making time for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk about the many activities you have going on. Being an entrepreneur, you got a lot of stuff going on. I know a little bit about how it is, and I'm, I'm interested to how you keep up with everything. But before I do that, I would like to kind of jump into your background a little bit. Let's paint the picture of your journey to today. Yeah, sure. So I'm a local boy. Cool. Uh, born here in Columbia, lived in, uh, raised in Lexington, and went to Lexington High School. Okay. Graduated from there, uh, joined the military and the reserves at age 17. Wow. Uh, started college at University of South Carolina at 18. Uh, ended up with a degree in economics, and, and to be honest with you, I really didn't care what my degree was in because I was going to be an army man my entire life. Um, <clears throat> that lasted for about five years, and the uh, the wall came down in Berlin, and the, the Soviet Union crumbled, and the, the army started to uh, to reduce its forces. And after that, I said, you know what, it's it's time to to change and do a little something else. But yeah, I wouldn't trade that time for the world. That's awesome. Appreciate your service. Thank you. And so you did you spend time in Europe at all during? I, I was in Europe from 92 to 95. So the wall had just come down at that wow. point. So there was a lot of infrastructure that was still there. So it was very interesting to drive along the border and just see the differences between east and west. You could literally be in like a, a first world country and go over a hill yeah. to the next valley into another small town and it's like a third world country. It's com- it was completely different at that point. But I think things are definitely changed now. Yeah, wow. What a what an amazing time to be over there. So, I mean, it, during your uh, during your service, you were you certainly saw some stuff that I mean, no, I mean, a, a point in history. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Cool. After the after the military, what was the next move? So when I got out of the military, I eventually made my way back here to South Carolina, yeah, and uh, started working for the Department of Transportation in cool. the environmental section. Um, it was something where I was a, a little hesitant to do it, to be honest with you. Yeah, but the the job that they needed and my skill sets matched up really well, and they said, uh, "Don't worry about it. We'll teach you everything you need to know." So I started that in 1998 and uh, worked for the DOT for about seven years. Had the the fortunate opportunity to to basically work in almost every single county in the state. So that's that's been rewarding. Brian, we're making our way to the ponds and to the environmental stuff. So what was the next what was the next step after DOT? And that must have prepared you in some way. So it it did. It really set uh, the groundwork for one of the three big rocks in my current business. Hmm. So after DOT, um, I learned that uh, all the big projects would go out to the consulting world. And so I said, well, that's where I needed to be. So I went out to the consulting world and I, and I worked for a small company. I, I called us, to, to use a military phrase, I call us the special forces of consulting because there were only 16 or 20 of us and we would go up against uh, a lot of larger companies and we would win work and do great work. And so wow. I did that for um, I did that for eight years. Yep. And then I had uh, that that moment that we all have as entrepreneurs and realized that it was time for me to uh, to start a business. Well, let me ask you about that moment. Did, did you feel the pressure? I mean, were you sweating and I like I mean, was it one of those moments of like just a total, uh, you know, mind shift or 
No, I am. Uh, I'm a man of faith, and so it was. It was literally. It was a God thing. Cool. And it was a very easy transition. Now I will tell you that uh, about the third day after I started the business, I woke up and I felt that weight on my shoulders. You know, <laughs> but uh, but it was only about three more days, and, and literally six days after I started the business, I got my first call. Yep. And it was from someone from high school that was just doing some amazing environmental work and some site selection work. And so I got the opportunity to go and work for them. And so that really got me started. Awesome. What is your customer profile now? Like, who, who are you helping right now? You know, can you walk me a little bit through that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our company has three big rocks that we service areas that we provide. And each one of our client bases is a little bit different. Yeah. So the, the first big rock is stormwater uh, all things stormwater. So it's stormwater inspection, it's stormwater management, it's stormwater maintenance. Okay. So my clients in those areas are typically businesses that have stormwater ponds on their property. Yeah. Uh, industries that have stormwater ponds, HOAs that are responsible for stormwater ponds. So that's more of the, the commercial industrial side. The second big rock is pond management. And there's some overlap between the stormwater piece and the pond management piece because a lot of times uh, a developer will take a neighborhood or take a piece of property that had a pond on it and they yeah. will make it their stormwater pond. Okay. So it's a wet pond, so it stays wet. Uh, and communities in this day and age, you know, nice communities, they, they want aesthetics, they want things to look good, so we make sure that their ponds look good. Yeah. And, you know, uh, from a private sector uh, and also industrial clients, uh, what we do is we, we help meet the client's need, whatever that is. And so I have some clients that say, hey, I just want to sit on my back porch on Saturdays, drink coffee, and look at pretty water. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I can make that happen. Um, I have other clients, uh, you know, um, folks that uh, have had land for a while, and, and maybe, you know, they're the, the grandfather, the grandmother in the family, and, and they say, I want to catch fish with my grandkids. And I'm like, I can make that happen too. And then uh, the one client that kind of nudges over to me and says, hey, I want my very own private fishing spot. I want to catch 10-pound bass. And I say, yeah, we can make that one happen. That one just takes a little more time and a little more money, but we can yeah. still make it happen. Heck yeah. So that's, uh, that's sort of the, the second client base. And, and the last one that I'm the most excited about and that's really growing right now is what I call property inspection or due diligence. Yeah. And I learned a lot from my time at DOT and in the consulting world. And so whenever you do a road or a bridge project and you look at it from an environmental perspective, there are 20, 25 different things that you have to consider, air right. quality, water quality, wetlands, all the things. And so what I've done is I've taken that and I've adapted that to people who are buying property. And I say, you know what, you, when you buy a home, you get a home inspection. So when you're buying a piece of property, especially if it has a pond on it, let me do a let me do a property inspection for you. Let me take a look at it and let you know what's going on. And it, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So buyer beware. Let me help you make a, a really good decision. This is Wright Brennan, the owner of Sea Wright Roofing. When it comes to the maintenance of your roof, you want to know that you have an experienced team that knows what they're doing. And with 10 years in the business, we check all the boxes. Leaky roof, storm damage, or just overdue on maintenance, give us a call at 803-828-4181 for a free estimate. Again, that's 803-828-4181. And remember, our commitment is to roof it the right way.
So we talked about the three legs. You've got the maintenance, you have the management, and you have the inspection. I want to dive in. I want to ask you, like, what specifically are you doing? Like, and you don't tell me any trade secrets, but are you managing the chemicals? Are you like uh, adjusting vegetation? I mean, I guess you, this all falls under the umbrella. I'm guessing, like, how the water, how it seeps into the ground, all these things. All these things on your plate? Yes, there are a lot of different things that we take into account, and and again, it's predominantly what the client wants. Okay. So, uh, from the standpoint of walking around a pond, I always do a visual inspection. Yeah. I'm always looking at the infrastructure, the inlets into the pond, the outlets, uh, what the dam looks like, the embankments, the slopes. Uh, I look at the vegetation, what's going on. Do we have uh, new vegetative growth that's in the pond, around the pond? Does that need to be managed? Uh, what does the water look like? What's the water quality? Is it clear? Is it the appropriate green color that we want it for yeah. a nice algae bloom? Or is it more of like an electric green color that's a cyanobacteria bloom that we don't want? Okay. It typically happens in the uh, late fall. So <clears throat> it's all of those things. Uh, basically, it's, it's a combination. So I'm always looking at a variety of things. Very cool. You are the expert. There's no doubt. And... You have really put together an awesome business. Not many people can, you know, can go out there as the expert in this in this industry. Switching gears a little bit, one of the cool things about running a company is you're able to give back in different ways. Yes, absolutely. And I know you are a huge advocate of Make a Wish, and I want to ask you a little bit about that journey. You know, certainly, yeah. Um, so there's this big hike. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, the way this all got started is, uh, as a, a small business owner, you understand that the 40-hour work week is a, is a misnomer. It's a fantasy. Um, yeah. You more often work uh, 10 to 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And it was, you know, it would usually get into the September-October time frame each year, and, and I would say to myself, you know, the weather's going to start cooling off. It's going to get nice. I'm going to go up into the mountains for a couple of days. And then I put my head back down. I start working again. And I look up and it's December, right? And I <laughs> yeah. go, I'm like, where'd my time go? Yeah. And, and I miss it every year. So after about three or four years, I was looking for something to help me achieve that. And, cool. and I'm going to be really honest with you. When I first started this Make-A-Wish journey, I was selfish. I wasn't doing it to, yeah, I was help wanting to give back and help a little bit. But really, I, it was about me. And so in January of 2022, uh, my good friend Megan Woods who has done this this uh, hike before, she reached out to me and said, um, is this something you'd be interested in? I said, yeah, but I got a lot of questions. So <laughs> she was very helpful and answered a lot of questions. And, and I've got to tell you now, uh, two years later and yeah. six hikes later, um, or I should say five hikes later, um, it's completely the opposite. It is what I thought I was going to get out of this was that and more. But that pales in, into comparison with the the community and the experience that uh, that I have. And you know, once once you see a wish being granted to a child, a critically ill child in their family, um, it really changes you. Yeah, it hits you right in the chest, doesn't yeah, it? It does. It does. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me about you put on your own event. So you're out there like you were one of the 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 big. Um, the big guys raising money for this uh, for this nonprofit in our local network. Tell me about the event that you're putting on. Sure. So that's a, a quick, interesting story in itself. Okay. Um, it was uh, probably in the in the November time frame last year 
when I was talking to a really good friend of mine, Virginia Gates. Uh, she and her husband, Larry, own uh, Floor Pro here in Lexington. And uh, we were talking. I said, hey, it's, it's getting cooler weather. It's time for us to get some people together, and let's go eat some oysters. Yeah. And we got to talking a little bit more, and, and she mentioned Make-A-Wish, and she said, she said, Brian, you... You love, you love oysters, right? I said, well, yeah, I love oysters. And she says, well, you love Make-A-Wish, right? And I said, yeah, you know, the bugs bit me. I, I did the, the hikes this year. I'm really enjoying it. She says, well, why don't you have an oyster roast for Make-A-Wish? And I was like, wow, what a, what a great idea, right? <laughs> so I was pondering it in my mind and thinking, how do I make this thing happen? Yeah. And we have a, a phenomenal event planner in our networking group, uh, Paris Balaz, with Eventfully Chic by Paris. And so I reached out to her literally in late December of last year, and uh, and this being 2022, and I said, uh, Paris, I'm thinking about having an oyster roast to raise money for Make a Wish. I'm like, do you do you have do you know people? Can you get this done? And she was just like, click click click. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> who to reach out to. And so I said, all right, let me think about it for a day or two. So we we thought about it, and the first week of January of 2023, I said, Paris, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Let's do this thing. And uh, we had eight weeks to plan this oyster roast, yeah. and we held it uh, the first week of March last year, and we ended up raising over $26,000 for Make-A-Wish. It, wow. it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> are you guys doing it again this year? Yes, we are. I'm, I'm excited that we are uh, doing it. We're, we're a lot further along in the planning than we were. It's yeah. going to be a lot better than it was last year. Uh, this year, Wishful Shuckers is going to be at the Coop, right. which is at 1100 Key Road in Columbia behind the stadium, and it's going to be on February 9th from 5 to 10 p.m. Impressive. I mean, one event right there, that's enough to pay for multiple wishes. It is. They say in South Carolina, the average wish is about $7,500. So, you know, we shoot for multiples of 7500 So, And actually on my spreadsheet that I have tracking everything, I have a wish counter <laughs> at the bottom. So the more wishes we can grant, the better. You're tearing it up out there on the trail you said you said five five hikes these are not small hikes what is it 25 miles the the ones in this past spring started out being about 24 miles yeah. and then the ones in the fall are 28 miles so it's it's definitely a long day's journey but it's well worth it <laughs> that it is very cool what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in um first getting into make a wish Somewhat. sure uh so i would say reach out to me uh you're more than welcome to i'm more than happy to talk with anybody about make a wish uh, and the hikes and, and how to get started. Um, so, or, or I can connect you with Mary Silverberg, yeah. who is our local Make-A-Wish rep representative. Awesome. What about advice to somebody who's wanting to start their own entrepreneurial journey? What advice would you give them? Hmm. I would definitely say <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. It's uh, put, a lot of, put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Uh, pray about it. Nice. And uh, be willing to... Go all in, as they say, because it's 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 going to test you. It's going to test you. Awesome. Go all in. That is, <laughs> that is wise words. Definitely. Fantastic. Brian, thanks for hanging out. Um, I'm excited that you were able to make it. Before, uh, before we wrap up, tell everybody where they can find you as well. Absolutely. If you uh, just hop on Google and uh, Google Wishful Shuckers, yeah. we should come up. Uh, we're also on Facebook. So if you just search for Wishful Shuckers, we'll come up. And we have a, a link on the Facebook page and on Google that will take you right to the site. Uh, if you're someone who would like to get your, uh, your face in front of you know, a few hundred folks on a Friday that's coming up in February, yeah. we'd love to have you as a sponsor. Cool. Um, we've got sponsorship opportunities from $250 uh, all the way up to 
um, our presenting sponsor, and which we are very thankful to have, and that's uh, the good folks at Beaver Roofing and Gutters. Awesome. So they are our presenting, returning presenting sponsor this year. Um, the Fringe Benefits Band will be our headliner. Okay. They're, they're going to be amazing. <laughs> so uh, you know, we'd love for you, love for anyone to come out and uh, purchase some tickets. We've got VIP and general admission tickets, or if they want to be a sponsor, we'd love to have them. And your business? Are you guys on Facebook? Absolutely. Uh, on uh, Facebook, we are Aqueous Environmental, and we also have uh, a website. It's aqueousenv.com. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for hanging out today, man. Thanks for making time for me. I appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Many thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow and click the bell to stay up to date for future episodes. Or click the link to watch another previous episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback.